Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to this episode of Chalkboard Chat, where we talk about all things education and related to education in Mississippi. I am your host, Dr. Tara Wyren. This episode is a part of a series where I talk to state and community leaders about student groups that they lead. These groups help students become more knowledgeable about their communities and others in their community. They help students develop crucial leadership skills, spark their entrepreneurial mindsets. They learn how to engage with a diverse group of people, and they learn so many other valuable skills. I am very, very excited about this series. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Ms. Naomi Jackson, the president and CEO with the Boys and Girls Club of Central Mississippi. The Boys and Girls Club has been around and in existence for many, many years, and it is a staple in communities across the country and in Mississippi, a place for children to learn and grow in a variety of ways with a variety of programs and services. Today, Ms. Jackson will share with us about the programs and services offered through the Boys and Girls Club of Central Mississippi. Ms. Jackson, welcome to Chalkboard Chat. Well, thank you for having me on today, Dr. Tara. It's a great privilege to be here. So yes, Boys and Girls Club, we have multitude of programs that our community doesn't even know that we offer. We hope to get to learn a little bit about those today. That is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this particular series, because there are opportunities for students to get involved outside of school clubs and membership councils and things like that. So I am excited to be talking to you today because I've seen the Boys and Girls Club. I wasn't personally a part of a Boys and Girls Club, but I always thought of the Boys and Girls Club as the neighborhood place to be, the place to go. So I'm excited to be talking to you, Ms. Jackson. So you have been at the Boys and Girls Club for over 10 years. Is that correct? That is very correct. Yes. I started out at the Boys and Girls Club in Canton. Okay. I started off in Canton and I've been the president for two months now. Oh, well, congratulations. What led you to the club? I led me to the club. I was in management for 15 years. And outside of that, I wanted to do something to give back to the community. I knew that I wanted to do something nonprofit. I had no idea what it was going to look like, what it was going to be. And so at the particular job I was working at, the vice president would come in there often. And so one day he called me out of the blue and he was like, I've been watching you and our club need a director, someone that loves kids. I know that you love kids and I know that you're a great manager. And so that's 10 years ago. That's how my journey started with the Boys and Girls Club. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what keeps you there? The kids. The kids. <laughs> Every day that I walk through these doors to come to work. It's the kids I just got, and the parents. I got off the phone with a parent earlier. And one of the things about it is, it's the kids and the parents, because whatever our party is in this world, we want to make the community better for the kids that we serve. You know, everybody say the kids are our future. They're our now. So it's important for us now to point to them. It's important to make sure that we tell them that they are smart, they're intelligent. And make sure not just tell them, but make sure that we make opportunities to give them the resources that they need to become that. Because they are our future taxpayers, so we got to make sure they have the tools that they need. Absolutely. I said to someone else, they are going to be the ones who are taking care of us Uh and (laughs) making decisions about us. 
I like how you say they are out now because they are out now. We have to pour into them now. So wonderful. So tell me, as I said earlier, I have always thought of the Boys and Girls Club as like the neighborhood place to be, the gathering place for young people. How does the club work? Do you become a member? Are there fees, an application process, or can you just get in just by being in the neighborhood? For safety reasons, your parents have to fill out an application. We have to have information because we are grant funded and our sites are licensed. So if we don't have the proper paperwork and the licensure come, we will get shut down. So we have protocols and procedures we have to follow. So in the process of that, right now we have a bundle package at the club from August to February of next year, five to 12 year olds, they pay $200. That's all they pay. And in the process of that, and if they're 13 and older, their parents pay August through February, they pay $100. That's all they pay, $100. And that's it. Not every month, that's for the whole seven months. That's all they pay. And so what my thing is, like I talked to a parent earlier today, my goal is because I'm a parent. My kids are grown, but I'm a parent. And our goal is not to rob our parents, but we also need them to know that this is an investment. And in the process of this, making sure you understand that, like I told a parent earlier, that bus that drives up to that school to pick your kids up every day, it's $200 a week for that bus to drive, right? And so in the process of that, making sure that they have a safe place to be, a safe haven. We are that safe haven because between three and six, when the kids start getting out of school, that is most of the time when you crying happens because kids are at home alone by themselves. And so in the process of that, you can rest assured, Boys and Girls Club going to be at that school to pick those kids up. They're going to bring them to the club and they will be around safe and secure staff that will take care of them and make sure that they do their homework, make sure we have quality programming for them as well. So yes, that's the fee right now. And my goal is to keep the fees like that low because we are the cheapest thing in town, but at the same time, making sure that we'll be able to keep our doors open because we're 90% grant funded. And with that, you know, we only have so much money, wiggle room that we can be able to say, hey, we can do. So we always look at opportunities for scholarships for our kids. Like right now, if any student or any parent that has Magnolia help, their kids can come for free to the club because we have a partnership with Magnolia Help. If you're an active military person, your kids can come to the school, come to the club for free. So we're always looking at ways. And then hopefully by November, 13 and older kids, if they're in the high school and middle school, they get to come for free because of one of the grants that we applied for. So if we get that grant, we'll be able to offer that to our parents for free as well. Wow. So even though there is a small fee, there are still opportunities, grant opportunities, scholarship opportunities, and in certain groups, you're able to come for free due to the grants that you have. That's awesome. One of the things that we also, we turn no child around. So if your child needs somewhere to go and you say, hey, $200 is too much for me to pay, even though I know that this is a great deal. Call us and talk to us. We will work out a fee with you. So even in that, it might be $50, it might be $25, whatever. We'll figure it out together. And we just want kids to be in a safe place that you don't have to worry about while you're working. That's awesome. And so the age group again. 5 to 18 is what we serve. But 5 to 12-year-olds, they have a bundle package right now from August to February for $200. My thought process on that is because I've been a mom. And so in the process of that school just started, so August and September is free. 
So you're not paying because you got to pay for school. You got school supplies. You got uniforms. You got all of that. And when Christmas comes, November and December is free because in the process of it all, January, we all trying to bounce back from Christmas. March, when parents start getting taxes, they can pay the abundant package for the rest of the school year in summer. So that way they are already taken care of for the rest of the school year. Well, I just love that, how you are very encompassing of the parents, that you think like a parent and you're operating like a parent. That's wonderful. And I'm sure that is appreciated by the parents when they come to enroll their students. Now, how many clubs are there in the Jackson area? Well, right now we have three clubs in Jackson. And I understand there's one in Hazelhurst. We have a site in Hazelhurst downtown, and then we have a 675-acre camp in Hazelhurst. Okay. And that camp is for boys and girls clubs just from all over the state, right? Right, yes. Now, do you know how many clubs are across the state together? Yes, it's about 40 boys and girls clubs. Okay, so boys and girls clubs in various uh, communities. Of Mississippi, yes. Okay, boys and girls club of Mississippi. Now, are the clubs connected in any way or you guys operate as a unit? Or do you get any of the same funding? Yes, Especially through our national office, and some of us get some of the same fundings, and we share resources. If there's a grant coming out, we shoot each other emails and say, hey, you need to apply for this. So we are always sharing, trying to make sure that we have the resources that we need for our kids. So, yes. And are the programs, are they the same at all the clubs, or are they really targeted to the various communities that they serve? The various communities that they serve. One of the things that we have shifted our mindset and shifted our team mindset, I said, it's easy for us as adults to say what kids need, but the difference is the kids are the customers. So we need to think about what they want and what would keep them coming to the club and why they want to come to the club. And so in the process of that, those are things that, you know, so when we're thinking about bringing new programs on, we think about will the kids like this program? We might think it's a good idea, but to them, no, it might not be a great idea. So really talking to them, we have peer advisors at all our clubs. So they are the ones that we talk about what we ask them about where they shop at, what do they do when they go home, when they're not at the club, what music they listen to. So we talk about all of that to get an idea of when we're looking for funding and different things, how can that enhance what the kids are doing or what they like to do. So those are the type of things that we do. Yeah. How does a student become a peer advisor? Peer advisor, you have to be at the Boys and Girls Club. At least you have to be 15 and older to become a peer advisor. That means you have been at the club for some years and you become a peer advisor to be able to allow us to be able to talk to you. And then we usually try to find the leader in that group that's outspoken really into that peer advisor. They either have became one of our youth of the year. That's one of the programs that I'll talk about in a minute. Our youth of the years, they belong in our Keystone Club. That's our leadership club. And then we have a Torch Club. That's our community service club. So we have all these different clubs inside the club. So if they have been part of that, they can become part of our peer advisor group. Students have to be engaged. They have to show leadership ability and not be afraid to speak up, speak out, and be themselves. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. And this is starting with little ones, five years old. Those five-year-olds are very vocal. They tell you. (laughs) I know they do tell you about yourself. That's awesome. So now let's talk about the different programs. Share just several of your key programs that you provide and what those programs offer for the students, the benefits, and so on. Okay, so I'll start off with our Money Matters program. 
Our Money Matters program is our financial literacy program. That program is engaged from five to 18. So the level is like with the five and six-year-olds, you might have where they're learning how to count, right? So they have play money, they're learning how to count. The eight and nine-year-olds, they're learning how to really budget. So like this summer, they all made ATM machines, learning how to budget and different things. That 10 and older group, they're learning how to write checks because many people, you know, they might have a checking account, but they don't write checks anymore. So our kids that are learning how to write checks, write their signature on a check, that has been lost. And so in the process of that, we're making sure they still keep those skills and get those skills. Learning how, well, we just partnered with Regents Bank. Regents came in and they did a reality store check with the 10 and older group. So they gave them a budget. They worked in groups. You had two kids, you had a car, you had a house, you had all these bills you had to pay. Those kids, the dialogue that was in that room, some of those kids like, I'm going to buy me a bike to ride. I'm going to eat me some noodles. But to have that conversation with them about your parents is paying, sacrificing, and if they have multiple kids in the house, this is what's happened. So we want them to have the real life experience. So because a lot of times, you know, the teachers teaching at the school, they're doing the academic part, but giving them those real life experience at the Boys and Girls Club, but also tying academics in that. So they don't even realize that they're learning math when they're budgeting and they're learning about how much a cardinal costs, how much, you know, do you want this cell phone? This brand new cell phone just came out. Are you going to pay for your uh, place to stay or for you arrive in a car? So, so having them to make those type of decisions, that has been very eye-opening for the kids to be able to do that. That's awesome. We're often talking, me and a few of my friends, about they need to put a class in school that's called life. Yes. Because, you know, that is just as important as the math and the science yes. and all of those. Yes. Because, you know, you got to know how to live it even with the academics part. So I think that's an awesome, awesome part. And financial literacy, you're right. It needs to be taught to our children very, very early. So I applaud you all for that. And even with that, the other thing on financial literacy, I think I shared with you on the call, we had, when I go to the club, I go to the teenagers because I know we don't have them for long. So I'm always trying to engage and have conversation with them. So we talk about, you know, one of my questions to them was when your parents dropped you off or you come to the Boys and Girls Club on the bus, what are some of the things that you see? So they started talking about the dilapidated houses, different things like that. And so I said, so when you become an adult, what are you going to do about it? Yes. And so we started talking about that. And some of them like, we're going to own business. I said, what kind of business are you going to own? So we started talking about owning business. A couple of them said they wanted to own a payday loan business. So I began to talk to them about that, though. Yeah. I, and I get that because that is the culture that I kids see. With that payday loan, I said, what you might not. I said, I know that's something you might see. But let me explain something to you. I said, with that payday loan, you go get a loan for $150 and you're paying back $300 or $400 for that loan. So if you're going to open up something like that, make sure your interest rate on it is very low and that you're empowering your neighborhood not to do that. So think of a type of way where you can bring some type of financial literacy help in there that be able to say, how can we help you where you don't have to come to the financial? So being able to open their mind up and then empowering them, especially our teenagers, saying, I let them know you guys have a voice now. You don't have to wait till you become an adult. You know, you can call your state senator now asking a teenager and say to your representative, I don't like the fact that I drive by in my neighborhood. It's five or six houses torn down. That is why we got people in our neighborhood that is homeless. Talk to them about that. I say, y'all have that voice now. So one of the things, another catapult that we have, we have what we call you apathy at our club. 
And inside our club is one of our national program with Boys and Girls Club, where we get an opportunity. We hadn't been able to couple, last couple of years because of funding, but we'd be able to take some teams from our club and we take them to the Capitol in Washington. Last year they went because they went as part of our college tour. They was able to meet Ben and Tom, Representative Ben and Thompson, and all of those people up there. They was able to meet them. And so it was an eye-opener. Some of them came back and said they want to become the president. They want to do this. <laughs> so our goal at the Boys and Girls Club is to allow our kids to be exposed and that they're not defined by their zip code. We tell them that every day. Regardless of what your zip code say, regardless of what the statistics say, you're not defined by that. And we tell them that all the time. That is awesome. That is so yeah. intentional for them. Yeah. Yeah. And so we also have culinary arts. That is one of our highlight programs. We have a waiting list regardless. All the kids, parents want to join, everybody want to join. <laughs> so the culinary arts program, we kicked out this program during COVID. And how it started, it was birthed during COVID because in the process of school shut down, the Boys and Girls Club, we were still open. We realized now we was crazy. We was out there in the thick of COVID, serving kids, going into community, giving hot meals and all kinds of stuff. But we didn't care because we wanted to make sure our kids was okay. We wanted to make sure our community was okay. So in the process of that, with Dole Packaging Sunshine for All program, they have came to Mississippi and they you know, have read about and want to learn more about the food deserts that we have in, here in the communities. And so in that, they visit like six or seven communities and organization, and they landed at the Boys and Girls Club. So in the process of that, with the partnership that we had with Dole and Sunshine Fall, and their goal was to help us find funding sources to help with it. So we was able to do community Saturdays, where every Saturday we gave our hot meals. The kids helped prepare the meals, different things like that. So right now, Culinary Arts, we did our first ever Top Chef competition. The kids, local competitions at their club, they came to our capital unit where they did the competition. We had judges like Jeff Good that owned Bravos. He was one of our judges. We had Representative Bo Brown. We had different people come and be judges. Those kids, one, they cooked shepherd pie. One that won was a decomposed shrimp po' boy. They didn't have any bread. They did french fries, their lettuce and their tomatoes, put shrimp on top, fried shrimp on top, but they made their own romalot sauce. So they won. Someone else made like a cheesy taco thing. But to see their eyes with the idea that they can go home and make meals for their parents. And what we try to do is teach them how to make meals on a budget, 20 to $25 to feed a family. So it's not, even though it's a little bit more than that now because of groceries, but yeah. But we try to make sure it's on the low end because of that. Then we have our STEM program. We had opportunity where we able to buy VR. We have virtual realities at the club. So the kids are able to do that. And inside those virtual realities, we have workforce in there. So they're learning how to do open heart surgery. They're learning how to work at Nissan. They're learning how to do all these things, how to be welding and all of this through the virtual reality. We have a robotics team. They're learning how to do all of these great things. So we have tons of stuff, character and leadership, two of the one programs. The last two programs I'll talk about is our Passport to Manhood and our Smart Girls with Pearls. Passport to Manhood, it gauges 8 to 18-year-olds. 
And what it is, is teaches the young men how to be men. We have male mentors that come alongside them. They go take them to our camp in Hazelhurst. They go fishing. They grill out with them. They come spend time with them. And our Girls with Pearls, it gauges 8 to 18. And so one of the things we teach is the young women about low self-esteem, how to love themselves, how to be a young lady. We talk about phenomenal products. We talk about all of it. We go deeper, depending on the age. Like we split them off in age group, but we empower the young girls, you know, and we teach them if you're smart, you can be smart and have a business. You can do these things. But our goal is next year, we're going to do a tea in the spring and we're going to invite a local female peeper to come and be part of that tea for these young girls to show them business-wise. So I'm excited about that. That's just some of the programs. We have about 40 programs that we run. at Wow. The oh my yeah. goodness. That's amazing. Those yeah. are some wonderful programs. I'll tell you, that is so awesome what you're doing, Miss Jackson and the boys and girls. And I'm sure you have a team of folks helping you to do this. Of course. Yes, it's not me. Yes, it's <laughs> a team. Oh, I'm tired enough. No, I need a team behind me, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. And so do you take volunteers? Yes, we okay. do. Okay. We welcome volunteers and whatever capacity we fit you, whatever your goal is, like if you're good in art, we put you in the arts class. If you're good, like we have sewing class and the kids are learning how to sew. So you get to do that. Kids are learning how to play the piano. Two of our clubs have piano. So the kids learn vocal lesson, different thing. We had a professor from Holmes Community College that this is second summer, teaching them how to have vocal lesson, teach them how to play the piano. So yes. Right. Wow. Well, the Boys and Girls Club of Central Mississippi has it going on. It is the place that I always thought it was. <laughs> you have confirmed that the Boys and Girls Club is the place to be. Yes. So, Ms. Jackson, my final question to you, you've been with the club over a decade and you've seen and come in contact with a lot of different students. Tell me just one success story that stands out in your mind of a student that you have been in contact with. Okay, I'll give you one. Well, I'll call him John. We'll call him John. His name is John. Okay. And John was going to school at Forest Hill. And then he got in trouble. He ended up having to go to Capital City. But that wasn't even our route. We would go pick him up every day, bring him to the club. And, you know, the school had felt like they've done all they can do for him. So we started working with him. We had a tutor to come work with him, get his behavior in check, get everything in check. And he graduated. He was able to graduate on time. And his mom tells us now, she's like, you guys help me with him because otherwise he wouldn't have made it. So we have multitude of stories like that. We have adults that come back and say, I remember being at the Boys and Girls Club. Even me, when I started off in Canton, I had six and seven-year-olds, they graduating. In my teens at the time, I have some now, they'll call me, inbox me, tell me, I miss you, Miss Naomi, because that's why we get up and do what we do every day. We get up because of the kids, because we want to make an impact on the kids every day to make sure that they have a better place. No child should have to worry about, is it safe? Can I have a safe environment to learn and thrive and grow in? So Boys and Girls Club offer that. Wow. You are truly an inspiration, Ms. Jackson. I am truly inspired by you today. You are a selfless servant and a great advocate for our youth. So I know the parents are very appreciative of you, the community, and I know the students are. So thank you, thank you, thank you for what you get up and do every day. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes, ma'am. So I want to say thank you to Ms. Jackson, Ms. Naomi Jackson, for coming on to talk with me about the Boys and Girls Club of Central Mississippi. 
What a wonderful organization to have in our communities, across the state, across this world. And as you heard Ms. Jackson talk about all the programs and services that they offer, I'm sure some of those are in your communities as well. One that provides life skills and many valuable experiences that will help children be successful as they grow into adults in this world that they will be the leaders of. And as Ms. Jackson said, they are out now. Our youth are out now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ms. Jackson. Class is now dismissed. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAS. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, please be sure to leave a positive review for Chalkboard Chat and subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode releases. See you next time.